The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Are you ready? You think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DFS, DJ Nation, what is up? What is happening? Hold on to the championship week. Crazy how quickly this season has gone by. Uh, we only have one more week after this, which is the Super Bowl. So, got a little two-gamer slate here. But I actually really like this slate. I think there's, you know, I think everybody's going to go in one direction. And that's with the later game, the 49ers and the Lions, which is a 51.5 point total. Where you have the... The Chiefs and the Ravens game, that is a 45.5 point total. I do not think you're going to see near the ownership on this. And I think, for the most part, you're going to be seeing a lot of similar builds because you have, like, for example, Christian McCaffrey, who is 9K, but I think he is going to be almost 100% owned, probably like 70-80%, if not higher, uh, on this slate of games. But uh, obviously, we go position by position here, Maddie. But this shouldn't take us long, obviously, to go go through because we only have four quarterbacks to talk about. But what lean are you going? Is it is it you just going to eat the chalk that probably is going to be Brock Purdy at sixty four hundred dollars? Yeah, it's it's hard not to play Purdy. I mean, the the Lions have given up three hundred plus passing yards, and I think the last six games, and you know, it's, there's been a couple four hundred yard games mixed in there. It's it's just been a really bad spot for running backs against against the Lions. And it's they've been such a big pass funnel that teams are are just throwing all over them, uh, and so you know I, it's tough to not play McCaffrey. But if there was ever a two game slate where I wasn't going to play McCaffrey, it would probably be this one. But with that said, so while Purdy's the probably your optimal quarterback from a, a tournament perspective, I do like Lamar. Uh, you know, thirty thirty nine DK points in back to back weeks. The rushing upside is always there for him, and and the Chiefs, you know, Chiefs tend to play a lot of man coverage. And we know running quarterbacks against man coverage can lead to a lot of uh, rush yards on the ground. So uh, there's definitely, you know, we saw Josh Allen, you know, do it last week against against the Chiefs. Uh, he had a big game, and I, I really think Lamar can do it here as well. So if if people aren't going to play up for pay up for Lamar, I, I think Lamar and Purdy will probably be the two highest known. I doubt we see a ton of ownership on Mahomes or or Jared Goff. I'd say Mahomes probably comes in last in ownership on the road in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty obvious where to go to quarterback, and uh, it's just really hard to get off Purdy and Lamar for me. I, I just don't see a world where – I mean, obviously it's possible, right? But I, I, I just think it's unlikely that Mahomes and Goff can outscore those two guys. Yeah, we kind of saw – I mean, even last week with Mahomes, I mean, the Chiefs offense actually looked probably the best it's looked all year. 
or at least in a, in a while anyways. And they still just didn't really need to do a lot. They were ultra efficient. I mean, Mahomes only threw the ball 23 times, which I think might be the first time all year that he's, he throw, he's thrown that, that few of passes. But they were just really efficient, getting big chunk plays out of it. Threw for 215 yards, two touchdowns. He did run the ball a little bit more, didn't have as much success as he did against Miami six times for 19 yards. But, you know, he's scored 18 and a half DK points. Obviously, that's just not going to cut it. Um, obviously, you know, when you look at these two defenses in this game, they're two of the top defenses in the league, one and two um, overall on the season. And would it shock me if this game went kind of nuclear? No. But I wouldn't expect it. They are expecting some rain as well. I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to really impact the game. But uh, there is weather concern there for this game. And I, I agree. I mean, it's hard not to love Brock Purdy. I mean, we just we saw I mean Baker Mayfield get there last week, just absolutely crushed. Um, the week before that, you know, this is same story. That they just cannot stop anybody in this passing game. Yeah, I mean, Nick Mullins twice just absolutely nuked on him. Now I'll say Brock Purdy hasn't looked great either Mm -hmm. recently i mean he did not look very good at all last week uh to be honest like he his day should have been a lot worse than what it's been than what it was you've 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 been the brock purdy so you you know i know you've kind of labeled me the josh reynolds whisperer you've kind of been the brock purdy whisperer this year there's been multiple weeks this year where you know you've called out that purdy is is bad under pressure and this team should get uh you know a good amount of pressure on him And, and you mentioned that with green bay last week that green bay was going to get after him and it was going to cause him to not look you know up to par and that's been the case for his last last two matchups and uh so i think it comes down to if you think detroit can get pressure on him or not this yeah i think that that's kind of how i feel about it like if you think that aiden hutchinson and, and company uh, give them trouble then i think that's probably brock Purdy because like, brock Purdy should have thrown two at least two interceptions yeah. one should have been an easy pick six uh the packers ended up just dropping those uh and so but i think that's where everybody's gonna go and on a two-game slate like you really just need to get a little bit different um, to really pay off. Like there was the two game slate earlier in the season. I think that was whatever it was the Packers and Giants. And then I think what was it? The Dolphins and Titans yep. mm-hmm. game. And everybody was going, you know, with the Dolphins, super heavy on the Dolphins. And um, I ended up going a different direction. And that, that's really all you need. You know, you don't need a lot to, to be different here. And if, like, like I said, like in a tournament perspective, you know, if you're depending on which one you're going to play, now, you know, not necessarily much of a single entry type, but like in a, in a, in a full field tournament, you know, go with going with Patrick Mahomes, who is likely going to be the lowest owed on the slate. Uh, I definitely think this fight, you know, we've seen this, this Ravens defense at times struggle. I mean, we saw them give up 30 points to the Rams, uh, you know, earlier in the year and stuff like that. So it can happen um, with that, with that game. And so if, if you have a lean and think that this Baltimore and KC game could just go nuclear, because I think most of the ownership is going to come in on that game. That Lions and 49ers game has the highest total. Um, and so I, I, de- I definitely think that is where you could go to get a little bit different. Um, let's just go ahead and, I guess, jump over to the running backs because I don't think there's a whole lot left to talk about a quarterback, um, right, honestly. And so when I, when I look at the quarterbacks or the running backs in this, I think that is going to be the question. Like, do you just fade Christian McCaffrey and try to get different hope that he doesn't absolutely crush you? Now, we've talked about it. You know, the Lions uh, run defense has been excellent this year. They've done a really good job at limiting opposing running backs. Uh, now, this is also Christian McCaffrey, who just sees a monster workload. He can also see, you know, like he saw last week, 12 targets uh, to to really uh, boost his uh, floor. He is 9K. And so, I, depending on the, the direction you're going to go, because you also have some wide receivers I think you're going to want to pay up for, and maybe some tight ends, that maybe that's where you get different if you wanted to. And, and fade Christian McCaffrey a little bit. 
and or maybe go underweight to him uh, compared to what he, whatever his ownership's going to be. Play some of these other guys. Yeah, I definitely think there is merit to not playing McCaffrey on this slate. I mean, there's when I look at ceiling, all the guys that I want that I, I think have monster ceilings this week are at the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, there's Ayuk against Detroit, Debo against Detroit, which Debo should play. Um, Rice is like the only receiver that's usable in Kansas City. Uh, he's going to be heavily targeted. You know, and then like those are really like the only guys on the slate at at receiver that are worth playing, you know. And so you kind of almost have to just jam in those 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 stud receivers, and you know, kind of take what you can get at running back. And uh, like I even think you could play Justice Hill if you think none of these running backs are going to crush. Like Justice Hill has a at least somewhat of a role. Thirteen carries last week and two targets, so fifteen opportunities. Like if he gets you ten DK points at at forty eight hundred, you're chilling because. Gus Edwards, barring Gus Edwards scoring two touchdowns, which is possible, uh, you know, he should keep pace with him. Montgomery, he could score two touchdowns and have 40 rush yards. It's possible. But, I mean, Gibbs has really eaten into his role. Um, so, I mean, there are, like, some some okay running back plays on this slate. And, I mean, I don't think McCaffrey smashes. And we've seen, you know, McCaffrey's pass game role you know, I mean, yes, the last couple of weeks he's had, you know, 10 and 12 targets in the last two of his last three games. But I mean, outside of that, for the, the course of the year, I mean, he's only seen a handful of targets a game. So, I mean, just thinking he's locked into to 10 targets a game, I, I think is is not necessarily accurate, especially if Debo plays. You know, a big reason why he had a lot of targets last week was because Debo left the game early with an injury. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Ayuk. I really like Debo and, and Kittle as well. We'll talk about tight ends, but all the all the passing guys for the 49ers and like loaded just loading up Purdy, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, you know, together and just not playing McCaffrey is definitely a way you could go. And you could play like Gibbs on the other side of that game, assuming the lines are trailing. Um, and then Justice Hill as well, and and you know, play some cheaper running backs that that are not nine K McCaffrey. Um, because I really want to play Amon Ra at seven nine. I really want to play Debo at seven three. I really want to play Ayuk at six nine. You could talk me into Rice at six five. Um, outside of that, like I, there's just, there's no, you know, cheap receivers that I feel really good about. Like we have had the last couple of weeks, like you're taking shots on like Nicole Hardman, who, you know, has fumbled the ball every time he touched it last week and, you know, couldn't catch the ball that was thrown to him two weeks ago. So, you know, it's guys like that, that you're just taking shots on and, and sure, maybe they hit, but you know, it's not anybody that that's you're super confident in. So, um, yeah, I mean, McCaffrey's probably a lock for 20 points because he, he does it every single week. But at the same time, you know, I, I just don't know that his ceiling's there. I like the Justice Hill call. So if you look at the uh, the last couple of weeks with Justice Hill, uh, week 20, which was last week, and then week 18, he's played roughly 55% of the snaps. Um, now, last week, he also handled against the Texans 34% of the rush attempts, but he ran 59% of the routes. It's all a 12% target share. Um, last week and he's also seeing 100% of the two minute snap so that is also a positive for him like you're right like he doesn't t- need a lot to get there compared to Gus Edwards who is basically just the in between the tackles grinder and he's still only playing 34% of the snaps even last week he only handled 26% of the rush attempts um, ran 17% of the routes now you could say that okay well they got up uh, you know pretty big in that second half and you know they, maybe they didn't really need him as much and they gave Dalvin Cook a little bit of run 13% of the snaps um, but uh I do think Justice Hill in a game that 
is going to be much different. I mean, I, I think what, so, I mean, like, I think when you look at this, this week, I mean, for the most part, when it comes to like this, this game in general, the injuries are minimal on both sides. It sounds like Marlon Humphrey should be back. Mark Andrews is going to be back. On the Chiefs' side, Derek Nandi, one of their defensive uh, defensive tackles, is going to be out. But they have a couple other guys on the practice squad that they they sign that they could end up bringing up, like Isaiah Bugs, who's a pass who is a run stuffer um, that they signed, uh, who played for the the Lions previously. But uh, he's somebody they can bring up. But then they have Willie Gay. Now Willie Gay is going to be a pretty big, I think, piece to this game because Willie Gay basically and what they were planning on using utilizing him last week. Uh, was as kind of that spy, and they were going to use him against Josh Allen because I mean Willie Gay I think has four 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 five speed, somebody that can you know go sideline to sideline and kind of try to contain these dudes uh, like with Josh Allen, and he's questionable right now. He has a neck injury. We'll see if he's able to play, but I think he's going to be a big part of this uh, if he's able to play. But other than that, that's kind of the main one. Uh, I know Mike or Mike Edwards as well. He had a concussion, but he's able to get a limited practice today. Isaiah Pacheco did not practice today, but I don't care. That's what they've been doing with him. He's going to play 100%. There is no worry about that whatsoever. Uh, Pacheco will be able to get out there. But I think the only question mark you have is, like, does anybody even remotely c- can come close to Christian McCaffrey? And it's hard to really find uh, to, to look there, right? Like, San Francisco has struggled recently. Even last week, they allowed 124 rushing yards last week on the ground. Um, Aaron Jones was kind of having his way with that defense a little bit. And the, the Lions have kind of been able to do whatever they want. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, I think, would be the name you'd want to look at because while he still hasn't been playing a ton of snaps, like he, he played 37% of the snaps last week, he's just getting there on efficiency. Uh, he's also played 100% of the snaps last week, but he scored 21 PPR points or 21 DK points last week. Um, he's, like I said, he is a part-time player compared to David Montgomery. David Montgomery hasn't really been great. David Montgomery, in my opinion, needs a touchdown to really to, to really kill you because he's not really all that involved in the passing game. You don't really have to worry about that all that much. So he, he really becomes kind of one-dimensional. I think the pool of players that I want to play from running back is I, you're going to play some Christian McCaffrey. But um, if you're doing a single entry, I think maybe that's one way you could look. But really you have Isaiah Pacheco, Jameer Gibbs, in my mind, and then probably Justice Hill are probably the one the names that I would be looking at the most at running back. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. And then you move over to wide receiver, and of course, this is going to be the spot to really make a decision because you're not going to be able to get all these guys, especially if you're playing Christian McCaffrey in a lineup. And so, I mean, Amon Rossi Brown is obviously cheaper than what he should be at 7,900. And then you have Debo, who's 7,300, and then Brandon Ayuk, 6,900, Rishi Rice. And then you have five, only one 5K wide receiver at Zay Flowers. Um, and then from there, you know, it, it gets pretty gross pretty quick, to be honest with you. Like, I'm sure there's going to be one of these dudes down here that probably ends up making the optimal lineup. It's kind of what the way it works. They don't need a lot on a two-game slate. If a guy gets a 30-yard touchdown, he's probably going to be, especially one of the cheapies, is probably going to be in the optimal lineup, right? I, I think that is kind of the way that you should look at this a little bit. But uh, as far as the pay-up options, like which, who's the wide receiver you want to play the most out of all of these guys? Uh, it's Amon Ra and Ayuk for me. Like I said, I, I think there's more options at running back, which I think t- tends to lead you down the path of not playing McCaffrey and, and just jamming in both Amon Ra and, and Ayuk and and Debo if we get him. But if not, you know, it's wide receiver is just disgusting this week, in my opinion. Yeah, I do love Brandon Ayuk. I mean, so the Lions have really, really struggled to stop number one wide receivers, and um, Ayuk remains to be that. 
Um, he hasn't necessarily gotten there, you know, recently. Uh, you know, you have to go back to week 17, the last time that he really had the big game where he had scored 27, 27.4 DK points. But the last two games, he has pretty much burnt folks with 5.5 and 6.2 uh, DK points. But again, that kind of cooperates with uh, Brock Purdy not really looking great uh, recently either. But I think that he is a smash play here in this spot. I, I hope Debo Samuel does play because I think that will limit his ownership some. Because I think if Debo's out, then, I mean, Brandon Ayuk's ownership is going to skyrocket through the roof. Are you playing Jennings if Debo sits? I think you have to. I think you have to like him at 40. I mean, he saw think, six targets last week yeah. when he was out. Yeah. Uh, five for 61. I mean, at, at his price at 46. And they weren't just, they were, there were some targets in some big spots of the game, too, like important third downs and whatnot. Like he, he converted several big, big plays for them. Yeah. So I guess, so who are the, the, like, are there any of the, or guess who are the pay down options that you're looking to you know, kind of target here? We a lot of people were on Odell last week, and I like going back to Odell uh, again this week, just because of the, I think he's got the most talent of anybody that's that's down there uh, in that range. I mean, I'm not, I just can't play any of the Kansas City guys. Like it's it's a carousel every single week. Like I'm not playing MBS, I'm not playing Watson, I'm not playing Tony, I'm not playing Hardman. Uh, Rice is the only guy that you can convince me to play, but I'm playing Ayuk and, and uh, Amon Ra before I play Rishi Rice. Um, so from there, it's, you know, Detroit guys. I mean, if if Reynolds, you know, Reynolds has a Q tag, I'm assuming he plays. Um, you know, he's been their number two receiver. If he were to be out, I mean, I guess Jamison Williams becomes their number two option. But I think, honestly, that just lends to more Jameer Gibbs uh, receptions as well. Uh, more dump offs, more Laporta. Uh, more Amon Ra. So, like, I don't think there's a, it's a lock that any of these, you know, I, like Jameson Williams or or Reynolds or any of these guys smash. Um, but they're definitely options. And I just, you know, I think Baltimore is going to score some points. Uh, I know the Kansas City's Chief, uh, Chiefs defense has been good this year, but uh, this uh, Ravens offense, they've been really good against, you know, a lot of good teams. So uh, I do think they, they score points. And, you know, a guy like Odell, uh, you know, is going to be involved and, in, you know, they're a team. We talked about it last week, right? The, the, the Ravens just have so many guys that just touch the field and, and can score touchdowns like Aguilar. We saw Aguilar score last week. Um, you know, it's, there's no confidence in those guys, but I, I definitely have more confidence in those guys uh, than, than the chiefs guys producing. So outside of San Fran, I mean, I guess you just load up as many San Fran guys as you can, right? Like, <laughs> Ayuk, Ayuk and Kittle for sure if Debo's out, and then Jawan as well. Uh, you just play those three guys with Purdy, I would assume, would be the 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 sharp route to to take if Debo sits. But yeah, it's it's dude, wide receiver is disgusting this week. Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, in terms of the paydown options, like I'm I'm hesitant. So one of the things we were hoping to see last week that once now the playoffs were here that we we thought maybe that we would see more. Odell back up and kind of unleash him a little bit. And that didn't really happen. He only played 28% or he only ran 28% of the routes with a 5% target share last week. Now, again, second half, the game kind of got away a little bit from, from the Texans and, you know, they kind of uh, got up in a big lead, but you still felt like he would have handled way more than that. And really what we saw was uh, Nelson Aguilar played 62% of this, uh, ran 62% of the routes, saw a 19% target share, and then Rashad Bateman actually also ran 72% of the routes with a 14% target share last week. So I think both of them are viable options as pump plays, especially uh, Rashad Bateman at $3,600 because 
So the way that I see this is I'm not sure if Legereus Sneed tends to lock up the number one wide receiver. And one thing that he doesn't do is travel into the slot. He basically has been staying on the outside. And I would expect that whether it's whether it's Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman, or not Rashad Bateman, uh, Odell on the outside, I think that is where you see Legereus Sneed go because uh, Trip McDuffie uh, is basically playing in the slot. And so they are more than comfortable with allowing him to lock up whoever's in the slot. And so I do think that could allow something for a Rashad Bateman or a Nelson Aguilar on the other side, on the outside, because they will basically be seeing uh, Jalen Watson or Joshua Williams on the outside uh, as the other corner who starts on the outside. And so I think one of those guys would be the guy that you could look to target. We already talked about, you know, both those guys. Bateman played Red Sam 72% instead of the routes, 15% of the targets while Aguilar ran less of the routes, but saw a 19% target share last week. So I think one of those two guys, I think, is going to be in the optimal lineup. I think you could see them target one of them. Bateman at times has looked good, especially getting separation. And so just I just think that's probably the way that this is going to play out, where I think the Chiefs feel pretty comfortable with that. And so uh, I would expect that's the way that things are going to work. Because Legereus Seed has absolutely shut everybody down uh, this year that he has, he has went up against. And so um, that would be my concern with somebody like Zay Flowers is, you know, does – Legereus Seed pretty much to shadow him everywhere. I don't know if they have he he earns that kind of respect from the Chiefs, but I do think he's going to see a lot of uh, Legereus Seed regardless of that. So I think Rashad Bateman or Al Aguilar are the two guys that I'd be taking shots on. Both of them, you know, are out here running a, a pretty solid amount of the route, sixty-two percent. And Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman has pretty much been a steady you know guy. Where uh, Nelson Aguilar has been up and down a little bit at times, but he has gotten more involved. You go back since week 16, he's run 63%, 62%, 100%, and 62%. And then you also just look at his target uh, target share, 14%, 10%, 20%, and 19% for Nelson Aguilar. So he's becoming a little bit bigger part of the offense. Uh, so I do think Nelson Aguilar is probably the lean here that, that you probably should look to go just in terms of just kind of following the touches. And then I, I think uh, the other option, I guess we didn't really talk about, but on the Detroit side, uh, you know, you have the Jameson Williams, but he, I can't play Jameson Williams. I feel like I keep I keep uh, trailing him and thinking that maybe he's finally going to have like he's going to have that sixty yard bomb that he's going to catch for a touchdown, but it just never happens. He doesn't see enough target volume to really be viable. Uh, it's like but, his his ceiling is like three catches for sixty yards and a touchdown, which gets you fifteen points. Like even at fifteen, you know, it doesn't kill you if you don't play him. Yeah, but I, you know, you keep chasing it because you think something's going to happen, and it just doesn't happen. Where uh, really, it's just it, it, they are pretty concentrated for the most part with Amonase Brown to seize a massive workload. I mean, last week Josh Reynolds, everybody was was all over Josh Reynolds, and he had a seven percent target share, eighty three percent of the routes, but only a seven percent target share. Now weeks prior to that, he was twenty eight and twenty three percent, but and then you go back like he's very up and down. Like he is harder to predict uh, on the week to week basis of being able to trust him. So. Everybody else, I don't think you can really play anybody. So I think you kind of scratch everybody off there. Like, if you want to take a shot on a Josh Reynolds, fine. But I think it's, it's super unpredictable. You already talked about the Chiefs. They are very hard to trust. They have so many different options to go to. Uh, you know, you, we keep, I, and I have been guilty of it with McCole Hardman trying to think that he is going to do something. And to be, to be fucking honest, the dude should at least have two touchdowns right now over the last two games because he should have fucking scored whenever he was on the goal line, uh, but he fumbled. And then the week prior to that, he just absolutely, you know, just sold on a couple of routes that, that he easily could have scored a touchdown on. But 
Uh, so I, I'm not going back to that well. But Canarius Tony uh, has been getting in limited practices. He's possible to play. You have Justin Watson, who out there, he runs a lot of routes, but he doesn't see a lot of targets. I mean, he hasn't seen more than three targets since week 16 uh, when he saw six. But, I mean, he doesn't see a ton of action. Now, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, playoff MVS has been a thing. He did it last year where he had a couple really big games in the playoffs. I don't know if the guy just waits until the playoffs to finally show up. But <laughs> last week, I mean, not that it was like fantastic, but two catches, 62 yards, 8.2, $3,400. I don't know. Like, uh, I guess he would be the guy that if I was not going to play somebody, he would be the guy maybe you could look at because Sky Moore is not going to play. But MVS, yeah, at least you know he's going to be out there and he's going to run a ton of routes. That, that's basically uh, all you know about him. because. Last week, he actually saw a 19% target share, which is wild. But like I said, they also didn't throw the ball very much. Only 23 pass attempts last week. But that's pretty much how it's been breaking out. Uh, you see that basically Watson and MBS kind of split routes, split targets. Uh, where And then you have McCole Hardman, who is basically a nothing at this point because McCole Hardman is McCole Hardman um, and is super frustrating. That's why he shouldn't be playing football for the Chiefs anymore. But, you know, whatever. That's a different conversation for a different day. So... I think in my mind, if I'm paying down at wide receiver, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I think I probably would look at Aguilar or Bateman if you want to take a shot on Josh Reynolds. And if I was going to take a shot on a Chief, it probably would be MBS at this point, as gross as that sounds. Yeah. Ugh. That's, that's, uh, I need a second. I'm going to go puke. This is why I think it is a double tight end week. That's fair. I think it's if uh, I think this is more, more than any other time. I think this is a tremendous time to run double tight end because. Kelsey finally looks like Travis Kelsey again. Andrews. Uh, well, and I think even back in the early, late in the regular season, he, he started to look like old Travis Kelsey. Like he's moving a lot better. I think I, I talked about that last week. And so I wasn't surprised at all that he went off and he's 6,600. They kind of boosted him back up a little bit. Still not to where Travis Kelsey normally is, but, but then you have Sam Laporta who's 5,400 George Kittle, Mark Andrews, who likely is back. And then Isaiah likely, and then I, I I don't know, maybe Zach Ertz gets activated, but I, I don't really care about anybody past that. So I guess the question is, one, how much do you think, how much are you anticipating Mark Andrews plays? I do think he's going to play, but do you think he's going to get a full allotment? After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It sure seems like it. I mean, he's been, he's been practicing in full all week, and it's... um. I mean, the thing with him, right, is he doesn't need he doesn't need a full allotment of snaps to to score two touchdowns, and you know that's where a lot of Andrews' value comes from, anyways. Is is the touchdowns? Like he could easily go 
you know, four for 40 and two, which gets you to 20 DK points. And at that point at 5k, you'd have to have that. So I think he's in play regardless. Uh, he's practicing in full. Uh, and I think he's going to be involved for sure. Uh, but I totally agree. I think it's, I think this is, it's a really sharp week to have two tight end builds. Uh, if Debo's out, you just play Kittle and you play Ayuk. Um, so it's like, I always play Kittle every time one of Ayuk or Debo's out. And so if Debo sits, I, I'm just playing Kittle and I'll figure out the other tight end from there. But yeah, I agree. You can play Kelsey and you can play Andrews for sure. And even Laporta, like they're going to be trailing. Um, and if, if, you know, Reynolds is banged up, you know, Laporta has been heavily involved and is showing, you know, that his, his knee injury isn't really slowing him up much, if at all. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I really like the two tight end builds. And then Gerald, as Canary Tony coming back, uh, it sounds like it. Um, he actually was on track to come back last week. He was getting in full practices, and then he re-aggravated the same injury he had. And so that's where they, they, they eased him back off. And then obviously he didn't play. Yeah, he's back getting limited practice again this week, but uh, I think he may play as long as he can get through these practices without any sort of uh, limitation or re-aggravating anything. I think there's a shot he plays this weekend, but yeah, it's kind of gross. But there with all these wide receivers, I, but so I think when it comes, when it comes to like I said, I have I I mean Travis Kelsey has was phenomenal last week, five for seventy five, two scores uh, last week and again. I know that, you know, at least the yardage and the, you know, receptions totals don't look fantastic, but we're talking about it uh, when they only threw the ball 23 times last week. Uh, we, you know, we saw Sam Laporta nine for, uh, for uh, nine catches, 65 yards on 11 targets last week. It really just feels like they're really starting to consolidate these targets here within this offense. And I think it makes it a lot more easier to be able to stack the, the this Lions team because we already know that Amon Ross State Brown is going to be the guy who sees the most targets, uh, 14 targets last week. And then I think you just follow that up with uh, Sam Laporta. But the only thing that, that you worry with with Sam Laporta is like Fred Warner is a tremendous, uh, you know, uh, at covering tight ends. And so uh, the, the 49ers, generally speaking, do a pretty good job against opposing tight ends. So that is something to keep in mind there. But Sam Laporta has just been phenomenal this year, getting a pepper with targets. I think Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely split touches. I don't think Mark Andrews is going to come out here and play a full lot in the snaps. He's been off for almost two months. I know he's got in a uh, you know practice last week, but he got in full practices. But I would not. I would be surprised if he plays the full allotment of snaps. I think it could be more of a 50-50 split. But like you mentioned, he doesn't necessarily need you know a full a full allotment of snaps to to really pay off his value because he's not expensive. He's only five k. Obviously, that is uh, significantly cheaper than what you would normally ever be paying for him. I guess he. I guess I guess I should say that he did have some weeks earlier in the year where he was fifty four, fifty five hundred dollars. So he, but he is still cheaper, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if he, if he can see six or seven targets, even on limited snaps, I mean, he could pay off there at 5k, uh, you know, and you already mentioned George Kittle. So, but I, I really like Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey could smash because I, I think the interesting thing that I'm, I'm kind of interested to see this week with the Ravens is do the Ravens bring these blitzes like we typically see, because we know Patrick Mahomes absolutely thrashes teams that try to bring the house. That is why teams typically don't. They typically just play back. They rush their three or four, um, and and they're not bringing all these exotic blitzes because Patrick Mahomes will absolutely pick you apart if you try to do that. That is one area that I'm kind of curious if the Ravens tried to do that to him this week because this seems I felt like they played each other last year, but I I, I went and looked. I was like, oh no, I'm wrong. They haven't played each other since 2021, uh, and the Chiefs have typically had their number. Now again, it's it's been 
you know, since 2021. So it's been, a, you know, these teams are obviously a, a, a way different than what they were. But uh, so that is something that I am interested to see what the what the Rams or what the Ravens do here with that. But uh, other than that, uh, I guess defenses. I don't know. I to me, build your lineup and then whatever money you have available, play that defense. Right. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there's a single defense that like I would have a lean on that. Like, nah. okay, this is a great defense to play. Like, I agree. Yeah, like the like the 49ers are thirty three hundred dollars. If you want to play them, fine. But uh, you know, this Lions team can definitely put up points on them. You know, we've we've talked about it. Like I talked about it last week. Like basically, what has killed the 49ers is if they can get pass protection, which the 49 the Rams, God damn, the Rams for the Lions. If the Lions offensive line can hold up and and stop the pressure from the 49ers. Jared Goff can have an opportunity to pick this team apart because that is where they have struggled. If if you can uh, keep your quarterback upright, allow and not allow too much pressure, uh, this this 49ers secondary can definitely be had. And so I'm not all in on the 49ers. To me, it's just build your lineup and whatever money you have available, play them. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm totally on board. I don't have a defensive lean either. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's build a lineup here. Um, I think maybe we might do the same, the same we kind of did last week with a McCaffrey, without a McCaffrey. Just, just kind of see. I just want to see what these, uh, what a, a team would look like with or without them, right? So yeah, that sounds good. Let, let's go ahead. We'll, we'll, let's do one with McCaffrey. I'll just go ahead and plug him in, and then go from there. So, uh, what do you want to go with after that? Uh, let's go. Probably need for playing McCaffrey. Let's go. Uh, let's go Justice Hill on that team. Let's go Lamar Jackson. Okay, and then let's go. Uh, let's go Bateman. All right, and I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey. And I'll go Kittle. Actually, let's go Ayuk instead of Kittle for now. So we got to fill up those wide receiver spots. So I don't think. So that leaves 3,800 remaining for three, which obviously with defense, let's just plug in the lines for now. Which leaves forty four hundred dollars for a wide receiver and a flex. So I'll go back to Kittle probably, and it leaves thirty five hundred. So there's your Chiefs guys. Um, you would have to play Jawan if if Debo uh, sat, which would then leave you with forty two hundred. I think what you could do is you could go like MBS. Like if you're gonna yeah. tell yourself a story, I mean MBS is still their deep threat, still their deep guy that they try to hit. He breaks loose on one and be able to get you know get behind the coverage. That's fine. Go, I'm good with that. Touchdown. He does see some opportunities inside the red zone. Um, so maybe you just go there. Leaves a hundred dollars on the table. Uh, it, it does feel a little gross anytime playing MBS, but um, you know whatever. Playoff MBS has been a thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson. So this team would be Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Justice Hill, and then Rashad Bateman, followed by Ayuk, MBS, Kelsey Kittle, and Lions defense. So that's that team. Now let's build a team, I think, where we're going to be able to have a little more fun without a Christian McCaffrey. Now, in my opinion, if you're not – my mind, I don't want to – I don't really want to stack Christian McCaffrey with uh, with Brock Purdy. So I think this is a good spot to then – since you're already going to be extremely different without McCaffrey, just playing uh, – leading into the chalk that is a Purdy. Do you feel the same way or – Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and I think you just full-blown stack Purdy all the way, like triple stack him. So I would go Ayuk, Jennings, and Kittle with Purdy, assuming Debo's out, because they're calling him a fifty-fifty shot to play. So, all right. So we got Purdy, Ayuk, Jennings, and Kittle. I'm gonna run it back with Amon Ra 
at running back. Do you just want to plug in Justice Hill again? Yeah, let's try that. Let's play let's play Gibbs as well. Unless you're telling yourself a story that the Lions control the game a little bit on the ground early and then, then that kind of feeds into Montgomery. Gives you a little more salary to play with. But you can still you can still fit something's pretty solid. Like it's kind of counterintuitive and nobody would play this, but you can fit the Lions D with Gibbs and Mark Andrews in the flex. But your Lions D is against Purdy triple stack. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe Purdy throws a pick six early. And then all of a sudden they're down 10 to zero, you know? Also, instead of playing Amon-Ra, you could go Laporta, which would free up a little more money. And then you could go Rishi Rice, which would be 6500 And then that would leave $100 or $1,100 on the table. So I don't know what, really what you would do with it. I'd probably change Hill to uh, to Gus Edwards and play... Or, I mean, really, if you wanted to... You, I guess since we already have Gibbs... Uh, as he could just kind of be the run back there. And instead of playing any of the, you know, those two lines, I mean, it, it would free you with $6,500. You could go with Pacheco, you could go with Zay Flowers. I think both would be in play if you wanted to do that. Um, <clears throat> you don't have enough to get to Kelsey unless you pivoted off a of rise and just played Kelsey as a double tight end there. And you could do kind of the same thing. Which team do you feel better about? Uh, the non-McCaffrey, 100%. That's how, that's, that's how I feel. It's like, not. I don't even think it's close either, personally. Because I, yeah. I think that's really, like, as long as McCaffrey, I mean, McCaffrey can still have a good game. If McCaffrey scores 20 at 9K, considering all the wide receivers that we want to play, because I think that's really the, yeah. know, the top of the line wide receivers, I think it, it really limits your ceiling. It does. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to force you into a certain type of build. And now our, our McCaffrey build was also a Lamar build, too, so it was double pay up. So you couldn't really afford fair. anything else. But, yeah. I mean, even if you play McCaffrey with Purdy, it's still going to be restrictive. You can only – you can only it's going to put – like you said, it's going to put you in a certain build that everybody's going to have. And if everybody's playing McCaffrey, everybody's going to have that same build. I, I like just not playing him personally. I just I, th- I think it makes it – allows you to do a lot lot more and get a lot more different. Yeah, I don't know. I this I, I think that's kind of really where this, this slate really hinges on, in my opinion, is, you know – is going to be what Christian McCaffrey does because yeah, it's it's the Niners. They're clearly the best offense in the best spot on this game on this slate. Yeah, and because I, I don't think there's any, I haven't looked at the weather there. I know the Baltimore game. Uh, yeah, San Francisco should be fine. I know they had some rain last week, but the, they should be fine this week. Actually, both of them are fine. I mean, the the rain is likely for Kansas uh, the Baltimore game, but it's only 10, 10 to fifteen mile an hour wind. So yeah, and both both those teams are used to playing in shit weather. Also, so, and then the other game is seventy-two degrees and sunny. With yeah, no wind. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's pretty much a dome game. Yeah, but I guess I mean that is the other part of it. I mean, you do have the splits there with Jared Goff playing outdoors versus playing indoors. I mean, outdoors and on the road, and on the road. So I don't know. Maybe it leads a little more credence to not playing and maybe playing more Josh uh, Jabir Gibbs. Maybe they you know the short passing game, get the ball out of his hands. Especially if Reynolds is banged up, you know, and they're not trying to work the ball deep to. To Jameson Williams, Khalif Raymond's on IR. You know, it's I I I I really agree. I think it could be a Jameer Gibbs ten target game. So, and like I said, it worries me with Laporta just because for the most part, the 49ers have been pretty solid against tight ends this year. So, yeah, uh, I mean, everything funnels to Amon Ra and Gibbs for me 
on the Detroit side. And I think, I think San Fran's pretty straightforward also. I'm just probably going to – the thing is, is even if Kansas City and Baltimore put up points, like I'm not confident where those points come from. Oh, it could be all over the place. Yeah, It could be all over the place. All over I, the place. No I think, Greg, you, I think you can easily, touchdown. if you want, just just play Lamar naked. Yeah. 100%. The Chiefs do struggle against, against – I mean, Josh Allen at 70, what, 72 rushing yards 72 and the week, rushing you scores. know, Browning had 30 in a rushing touchdown. Uh, Easton Stick had, you know, a bunch of rushing yards and I think a rushing touchdown or two. Like, it's just their style of defense. They play a lot of man coverage. Uh, and it, it just, you know, the defenders get their backs turned to the quarterback. And unless you have a spy specifically on him, which even for Lamar, I mean, you know, it doesn't always stop him. So, yeah, it's they do a lot of, a lot of production on the ground. And like you said, like the Ravens don't really have a number one receiver for Snead to kind of take away. Like they'll just attack you by anybody. So, like, I don't even know that Snead is really a huge impact in this game. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if it's 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 going to make a huge difference, like like you said. Um, I don't think it's something where you know you typically talk about in other games where it would matter. So, yeah, so yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that's pretty much the slate. Like I said, I think make a decision on what you want to do with Christian McCaffrey. I think it really depends on the type of slate or, or what type of how you're playing it. Um, if you're just doing like a single entry lineup, then I think I would I would probably just roll the dice on a on a week like this and just fade Christian McCaffrey, not play him. And I think it opens up uh, up the rest of your lineups. But if you're playing like a 20 max or something like that, because some of these things that they have, like they right now, like they have uh, on the two game, um, they have the, what is it? The play action. That's just fucking ridiculous. Like there's a 277,000 entries. Like, no, no, thank you. The, the pro move is to wait because like Saturday night or even Sunday morning, this thing will get, I mean, this, it already has 80,000 entries in it and it's only, you know, Thursday night when we're recording this, um, that thing will get pretty close to filling probably Saturday and they'll open up another one. Now it won't be nearly, you know, you're not going to have this huge top prize, but it'll be like a 30,000 that I would much rather, you know, tw- you know, 20 entry max that versus doing one of the 277,000 entries. Cause you're, even if you get first, it, it's going to get chopped up. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think your best bet, if you're, if you are wanting to do something like that, is to wait at out and they will open up another, another, you know, another $3, 20 entry max, depending on your volume of play, depending on how you play. So um, I know, you know, you typically uh, go a different direction than that and more single entry. I will hit up all the single entries as well, but um, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of the lean on this slate though. Yeah. What's uh what's your Super Bowl picks? Is it Kansas city, San Fran Homer. <laughs> I don't actually like picking the cheese. Cause I always feel like I'm jinxing them. So we talked about it in the like after that after the Bills game the other night, and I don't know. It's this really weird. I was talking to people at work today, like they were kind of had the same feeling that I am less worried about the Ravens than I was the Bills, and that's you're crazy. Really weird. You're, um, yeah, you're crazy. The Ravens have dismantled so many good teams. No, you're one hundred percent right. Like, <laughs> it's like crazy. from a team perspective, yes, the the Ravens have been far better than the Bills this year. Like, there's no denying that. And I yeah. think maybe some of it's the bi- not bias, but some of it's having Patrick Mahomes. Like, I can't tell you when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm never worried going into a game. I'm not stressed. I'm not anything. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we got a game this weekend. Like, because it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, and, and like he gets it done. Er- you know, more often than not. But I think more than anything, it's it's more really probably the bias coming in with the Ravens that the, they 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 tend to struggle, right? And I know they they got past it last week. They beat the Texans, you know, pretty handily in the second half. But 
I don't know. Like I'm like, okay, I was a rookie quarterback missing most of their weapons, um, you know, on the road. Like I'm not worried at all about Patrick Holmes going into Baltimore. Like doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I don't, nothing is going to phase you there. Can the Chiefs lose? Absolutely. I mean, the Ravens are, you know, on paper, they're a better team, right? Uh, their defense is probably just a little bit better uh, in terms of, but just Lamar, uh, you know, the situation, everything else. But I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just not that worried about the Ravens. And then that's, that's, that's probably wild. That's probably dumb as, as at the end of the day. Uh, but it wouldn't, like I said, I would not be shocked at all if the Ravens won. And the Ravens probably should win. They're three and a half point favorites. They're home. You know, the Chiefs are, you know, limited in terms of their, their, their weapons, but I would also argue so are the Ravens. Uh, I mean, who are the Ravens' weapons that scare you? Lamar. Yeah. So I think that game's going to come down to probably who's able to protect the ball, uh, you know, as long as, you know, there's not any really egregious turnovers or anything like that. Because the Chiefs have, you know, historically against Lamar, played him really well. Uh, I think they're 3-1 and one against them. They've, they've destroyed him a couple times. Now, again, that was years ago. Like I said, they haven't played since 2021, but all this, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Chiefs and 49ers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ravens have, while they have dismantled a lot of really good teams, um, you know, they have played, you know, a couple tight games. Uh, I think the game against San Fran should have been a little closer than it was. I think there were some turnovers there that San Fran had uh, that were kind of unforced, and uh, you know, San Fran actually picked it up there in the second half a little bit. But then you have like the Rams game. The Rams went to overtime with Baltimore in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore did not, you know, they had a couple divisional losses, which the NFC, the AFC uh, North was not very good this year um, outside of Baltimore. I mean, Pittsburgh made the playoffs, but I mean, they were a middle of the road team. Uh, the Browns, I mean, Browns are a middle of the road team, even with Flacco. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. The, the Ravens are so hard to to kind of, you know, project, right? Because they look like, some weeks they look like the best team to like ever play football. And then other weeks you're like, what, like what the heck is this, you know, team that's out there. So whereas I think the chiefs are just a more consistent product. Um, so yeah, I think it, it depends what, what, uh, what Ravens team we get on Sunday and what game plan they have for Kansas city. So I, I do agree. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas city won, but I do give the edge to uh, edge to Baltimore. And then obviously I'm picking San Fran on the other side. I do think I do think the Chiefs, no I would like to I would like to see Detroit go but I just don't oh think hell yeah that would be, be phenomenal um, it would be so sick I, I do think though that the like the Chiefs are getting to a point where I feel like they don't really turn it on until they get to the playoffs right because like the last two weeks their offenses look phenomenal like all the questions you had about their offense not being able to move the ball their offense was looking terrible. Like the last two weeks, I mean, they have had no problems moving the ball up and down the field on, uh, you know, on, on the bills and the, the Dolphins, the Dolphins defense was really banged up. Uh, the, the bills wasn't as much. They were missing some pieces, but it just feels like that this team has gotten to the point where they just kind of, you know, just hang around. And then all of a sudden when the playoffs get here, all right, now we're turning it on, but I don't know. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, chiefs six straight AFC championship games. Uh, we should really just probably enjoy what they've done. Like, yeah, we, we spend so much time trying to like hate on teams and stuff like that that we don't really appreciate this stuff. Like the like the Patriots when we had Brady and Belichick and all yeah. them. Yeah, like which is wild as fuck to me that nobody has even signed Bill Belichick. He's probably got certain certain asks. 
like he wants to be involved to a certain level of player development or like, you know, player personnel. And it's probably more than teams want to give control over to, but I I have no clue. I don't know. Unless something crazy happens, like. I think he's like minus 1600 to not coach this year or the latest odds. And that, I think that's that's starting to look more and more like a possibility because I mean there's not many options left. I mean because Washington, the, I think is gonna. I think they've already said that they're gonna hire the Lions OC Ben Johnson. They they, they can't. I don't think they can make it official until after the Super Bowl or after no, the Lions that, are eliminated. Well, yeah, but. yeah, they have to be eliminated for that to do it. But that's so wild to me that that that's the job because like he turned down some jobs last year uh, and decided to go back. But to Washington probably is the most attractive job to take. They have a ton they, of, so, yeah, I guess they do have an early pick. Yeah, so early pick. They get a top quarterback. They have a ton of draft capital. All those young receivers and playmakers, like I, the new ownership. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I think the, that probably makes more sense. The the yeah. yeah, that GM that just came over from San Fran. Like it's it's uh, if I was picking a spot, that's where I would want to be. And then other than that, you have what Seattle is the only spot left. Uh yeah, which I think is Dan. Qu- it sounds like Dan Quinn may end up taking that job. Yeah. Cause he's been and talking I, with uh chip Kelly, I think. And I've, I've Oh God, but I, or, I've or seen vice versa. Like it might be chip Kelly with Dan. Quinn. I don't I don't know, but it's, it's those two. They're, they're like a package deal. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Chip Kelly experience was horrible. Yeah. Um, and then you got the Mike Florio, uh, which dude is such an idiot, but his reports that you know they keep trying to throw out there that Andy Reid might retire this year. I'm like, dude, you've been saying this for three years, dude. He's 65 years yeah. old. Like, I don't think he's going to retire uh, this year. Like, you still have Patrick Holmes in his prime. Like, you think he's you know supposed to hang him up now? Like, no, nah, I wouldn't. Yeah, he's going to keep going for a while. So I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not. And even if they did, because they were like, well, you know, Bill Belichick. I'm like, no shot. No shot the Chiefs would bring in Bill Belichick, uh, you know, to follow up Andy Reid. Like, I think if, if anything were to happen, it would be Eric Bieniemy is who they would bring in uh, to be the uh, head coach. I think there's a much better chance that that would happen than it would be Bill Belichick. I, I just, I, I don't see it. Yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and get out of here. So, uh, almost went an hour again on a two game slate. So, <laughs> there's that. But hope everybody has a good weekend. Like you said, uh, you know, uh, it's been a lot of fun this year. Obviously, we'll be back again for the Super Bowl, as we always do for the showdown slate on the Super Bowl. See what happens here. Whether Whatever it's going to be, I can tell you, it's going to be a phenomenal Super Bowl. I, I think whether it's the, you know, whatever combination we get here of these four teams, you know, it's not going to be, a, you know, all oh, this game's going to be gross or anything like that. It should be a lot of points scored. So the showdown slate should be phenomenal there. So uh, looking forward to that, uh, you know, that weekend as well with the massive games that they'll put out there for the showdown slate on that. But, Yep. Um, other than that, uh, keep it locked in here. We've had a lot of fun this year. Like I said, you know, I think we're going to try to do some best ball stuff over the off season, really get more into best ball this year. We kind of did it a few years ago, but we kind of slacked off last year, but it's become more and more popular. So I'm really looking forward to all the best ball stuff. Start opening up, should open up here pretty quickly. Uh, and you get in some, you know, pre NFL draft, post NFL draft, best ball stuff. So we'll be doing that. So, but anyways, that being said, everybody has a good weekend. Let's put some money this weekend and, uh, we'll see you again. For the Super Bowl. Hopefully the Chiefs uh, keep it going. Keep the good times rolling. Tell me what to do. Know who you're talking to. When you better get used to the way the war battle. I think
you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.